0: So, a quick announcement about what the next... I can tell you right now what the next 10 episodes of Patreon will be. Yes. If you are going to sign up for our Patreon, every level gets a bonus episode. Yes, that is correct. And the bonus episodes are going to be... All
1: Hairspray. (laughs) No,
0: no, they're going to be our top five movies each. Yep. So, Two Drink Cinemas, top... top 10 movies movies so we've realized this many episodes in that we haven't reviewed any of our favorites yet so we're going to review them for bonus episodes on the patreon yeah and the first one's going to be hairspray so listeners jump onto our patreon patreon.com forward slash to drink cinema if you want to get our bonus episodes and hear our reviews of our favorites Drink cinema. Jeez. Okay, here we go. Uh, some more two drink cinema for everybody. I'm Lee Cole Hayhow. He's Brett Hayhow.
1: I am Brett Hayhow.
0: And we've realised that our voices are very similar. So apologies to the podcast listeners, but I think it's enough that you can tell us apart. Lee is
1: the organized one. Brett is the funny one. You'll work that out later.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Lee's the one that does anything related to keeping the podcast moving forward. Brett is the one that makes the jokes and and references back to all the Oscar wins. As you will know from our Oscars special, the other night, Brett is the Oscars expert uh, and knows a lot about Oscars. This uh, episode, we have popcorn. We do have popcorn. It's taken us this many recording sessions before we've gotten popcorn. And
1: I've already got some stuck in my teeth.
0: We ate a lot. Like, the bowl's half full for the viewers on the um, the podcast in this family heirloom basket. Everybody has these... Everybody has that. These bowls. They're those fakie wooden uh, bowls. On the packet of the thing... You'll see on the Instagram.
1: There was a trivia question about the Wizard of Oz, which is relevant... For a future discussion. Question:
0: What's the creepiest sequel to The Wizard of Oz? Answer: Return to Oz.
1: Oz the Great. Oh, I thought you meant that Oz James the great,
0: Franco fa- crap awful. you see that? That was no good. That wasn't. I that didn't was, see it, but it's not as creepy as Wheelies and. Shock that's cheap. It on wasn't as creepy. It was just not good. How old is Dorothy? Do you reckon? Can we ask Google? Um, hey Google, how old is Dorothy Gale in The Wizard of Oz?
1: So apparently she's ten. All right. So no wonder she wants to get shock therapy.
0: Tweet us if you believe shock therapy on a ten-year-old isn't appro- is appropriate. Don't tweet us. I don't want I don't want people tweeting us. <laughs> neither do we. Google. Neither do we. <laughs> Google doesn't understand why you'd think about giving shock therapy to a ten-year-old girl. Uh, neither do we. But obviously Frank Elbaum and uh, Disney yeah. in the eighties. Understood um, it. But that refers to another episode that you may or may not have listened to. If you have listened to it, well done. Uh, if you haven't, it's on our YouTube channel uh, and on our podcasts in a previous episode. So make sure you go back and listen to our analysis of the nostalgia of Return to Oz. Uh, in the last episode that we recorded, we did our little trivia game. Yes Of top four IMDb uh, And Brett won So Brett assigned for me to watch Some Like It Hot Get used to that, listeners Oh, we'll play another one now, later Related to things And I might win
1: Oh, sounds like someone's rigged it
0: No, because I just came up with it then Gosh I'm also just saying I might win things
1: Is it Anthony Hopkins? Anthony Hopkins wins Spoiler
0: alert some Like It Hot is the funniest gangster movie I've ever seen. <laughs> I think it's the it's funniest so... movie that starts with seven murders that yes, I've ever seen yeah. in my life.
1: <laughs> There's little things in it, isn't it? Where you just look and go, this is such a mishmash of genres that everybody
0: well, would like it? Like, I knew it was a comedy. Correct. Right? Jack Lemon is a comedic actor except for when he was in JFK. Yeah. He's... Side note, JFK has an all-star comedy cast. Yeah, isn't... For a three and a half hour dramatic oh, Wayne, epic. Wayne, Wayne, Wayne Newton? Wayne Knight. Wayne Knight. Newman from yeah. Seinfeld. Wayne Newton. Jack Lemmon. Um, John Candy.
1: Isn't there somebody else in it? Another the one other the, old guy one that's of like the, Mickey Rooney or something? One of something? the
0: lady main lawyers plays Roseanne's sister... Oh, in the sitcom good. Roseanne She's yeah. very good in JFK yeah. But she's very good As Roseanne's dumb Funny sister yeah. in Roseanne So I kept seeing These people pop up And I was like Oh Jack Lemon, Oh he's done a couple of things I think he was in a Shakespeare With Kenneth Branagh
1: it. I think he was like One of the gravediggers He was one of
0: the gravediggers In Macbeth With Billy Crystal With Billy Crystal And then Robin Williams Is in that one too Um but Robin Williams did some serious acting too. But, like, I only know Jack Lemon from Grumpy Old Men. Right. So seeing him in Some Like It Hot, he's very young. Yeah, it would have been
1: very early on in his career. Whereas
0: I know Tony Curtis from that era. Yes. So Tony Curtis didn't seem young. Like, it didn't sound like Jack Lemon, because I know Jack Lemon as 65-plus years old. Yes. It's interesting watching it and going, wow, this is so... He's quite
1: the acting is very old school comedy acting. It's very almost overacted. It's very manic. It's very characterized. It's very Billy Wilder.
0: Yes. Like yeah. it just is. Billy that. Wilder comedy, yes. Yeah. Um and but the first like fifteen minutes is like it just seems like a mobster movie. Yeah. Like so there's things round and then there's gun shooting and then there's prohibition in Chicago yes. and then all of a sudden you turn to the bandstand and Jack Lemmon's holding a double bass making jokes to Tony Curtis. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so it's weird the first 15 20 minutes
0: is this setup of I've so much popcorn in my teeth. setup of the story
1: of how it gets to the main story. Yeah. It's like so the main story obviously is they're they're in a band. Tony Curtis and Jack Limon are in a band in this speakeasy in Chicago. Yeah, that's run by mobsters. Um, it gets raided, so they're like, "We're in trouble here. Let's run away." Then they run yeah, away. So
0: I thought, because I knew it was. Jack Lemon and Tony Curtis are in trouble so they have to dress up as women and run away and yes. they meet Marilyn Monroe in this band. Yep. Right? I knew that. So I thought, oh, obviously they're running away from being raided for prohibition. No. Guilty by association. That's... Right? Yes. um, uh, But then there's another scene yeah. of making jokes about eight Hollywood agents. Yes. And then there's another scene... Making yep. jokes about mechanics and yeah. mobsters. And then seven people get gunned down with machine guns. Including eight people if you count Jack Lemmon's double bass. Yes. Bow Fiddle?
1: don't. Bow Fiddle. Yep. Yeah.
0: Um, not Bow River. Fun, the Cold Chisel song. Um, it's a good okay, Cold Chisel well, song. Okay, well, yeah. And maybe it was written about... No, no, it, was, it wasn't, wasn't it. written about Jack <laughs> Lemmon's double bass. Um. So then they're running away from being witnesses to seven murders. Yes. So they dress up as women and join this all-female band that's going to do a week's engagement at a place in Florida. Mm-hmm. On the uh, train in the band is a whole lot of attractive women, but the most attractive of them is Marilyn Monroe. Yes. Who plays the ukulele and sings. Yeah. Classic and, combination.
1: And I don't think anywhere in the movie does she wear underwear.
0: No. Nor does she actually play the ukulele. No. She waves her hands around a ukulele. Yeah. It's some
1: of Also, the acting of playing the instruments... Yes. Maybe not the most convincing. <laughs>
0: Jack um, playing the double bass. Yeah. Spin the double bass. Yeah. Spin the double bass. Yeah. The double bass. yeah. Um, also... It's the worst trombone miming I've seen since Dreamgirls. Yes.
1: Also, when you are having a close-up of Jack Lemmon and Tony Curtis talking to each other, neither of them are playing, but you can hear the saxophone in the music. Oh, I didn't notice that. Maybe it's... (laughs) Okay, we'll just let that one slide. It's a comedy. We don't have to take everything so seriously.
0: They've got other things to worry about, like close-ups of Marilyn Monroe. Yes. So then they get to Florida. Um and hilarity ensues. Hilarity ensues because Tony Curtis dupes Marilyn Monroe into falling in love with a man he's invented. So women, woman dressed up Tony Curtis. Uh, Marilyn Monroe bears her soul to him about the man, time kind of man he likes. So Tony yes. Curtis, because of the different time. Uh, decides to pretend to be the exact person that Marilyn Monroe wants to fall in love with yep. and tricks her into falling in love with him, the fake him. Which is apparently just Cary Grant. Yes, actually, uh, on a yacht. Um, and then Jack Lemmon tries to be his conscience a little bit.
1: Yes, but then Jack Lemmon also gets sidetracked by his own...
0: By falling in love with a millionaire himself. Yeah, um, And then Tony Curtis tries to be Jack Lemon's conscience. Yes. But one thing I know, that is not so good. That's a little bit dodgy the, on the part of the guys tricking Marilyn Monroe. Oh, yeah. The whole thing yeah. is all a bit dodgy. But then some very interesting comments about the way men treat women. Because the man gets into the lift with Jack Lemon while oh, he's dressed yes. as a woman. Yes. And I'm like, oh, this is getting a bit... Mm. But then... She tells him off and slaps him. And because
1: ha- with yeah. the with the um, elevator... The elevator needle goes... ...needle booo- representing a dick.
0: Boo! Boo- yes. Yep.
1: Um, I don't know if it is actually that was Billy Wilder's intent to...
0: Knowing what I know about Billy Wilder? Yes.
1: To have it go up and then get slapped and come down again.
0: Yep. No, I'm pretty sure... No pun intended. There was a little bit of an entendre... There, I think this the movie's uh, not short of entendre. I think this
1: might be a record for most entendres. Many of them double entendres. I don't the know if a kind triple, of entendres. I don't know if a triple
0: entendre is a thing. Is there such a thing as a single entendre? Hey Google, is there such a thing as a single entendre?
1: There's no such thing as a single entendre.
0: Okay, Google. Um, there's no such thing as a single entendre. Oh, because in ton- does entendre
1: just mean meaning? Sorry, I didn't
0: understand. Well... You need to recalibrate your Google. Whatever. Um, I think entendre probably just means meaning. So there's double... There's probably not even a triple entendre real thing.
1: Well, I don't think you can... well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and make one up by the end of this we'll podcast. Chat,
0: no, we'll chat about... We might ask the app thing. I won't say the name because she'll fire up yep. about that later. Um. They're good. Yes. Jack Lemon and Tony Curtis. They don't necessarily do good things. No.
1: Especially in the star of the movie, just the way they talk about women, which is very, it's a different time. Very, that thing. Yes. But yes. Jack Lemon, quote of when they first see Marilyn Monroe walking, and he says, look at how she moves. It's like she's walking on. Springs or something, yeah, because everything's jiggling around.
0: Well, yeah, because that's how probably Marilyn Monroe was told to walk for her entire life, yeah. Um, and her name's Sugar of Sugar Cane, yeah. I think she changed it because she's Polish, she's changed it to Sugar (laughs) Cane
1: because she's a drag queen,
0: yeah. Um Surely there's a drag queen named Sugar. There is, a, shag,
1: there is a drag queen named Sugar Kane. on Drag Race. Yeah, it was on an old season. Okay, yeah. <laughs>
0: okay. I knew there had to be. Yeah, it's a great name. Um, and then once they're in Florida for a bit, they play a couple of gigs, and with Sweet Sue the conductor, with that's Sweet very. <laughs> she just kind of waves her arms.
1: The most obvious at camera wink, in one thing she just goes, um. It, the that line it, the is... audience in yeah, the gig. Yeah, yeah, It's very cheesy but very funny at the same time. Where she goes, all my girls are virtuosos and I plan to keep them that way. And then does this big like
0: wink at the camera. Virtuoso means virgin.
1: And I can't really wink that well.
0: I can. No, You have to I make mean, what, the noise. Yeah, what makes it a... Uh, oh, virtuoso means virgin. Obvious is if you go... And put the little sound in. Yes. Um,
1: Speaking, continuing on from the creepy way that men talk to women, mm. what did you think of the random cameo of the overly sexualized, creepy bellboy?
0: Yeah, that was weird. It was, it was just like he looked thirteen. Yeah,
1: and then oh hey man, and then at one point it's just like hey babe, don't worry if you lock your. Door tonight. I've got a key. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> There's a and
0: double like, entendre. Yeah. Different times. Different times. I, I spoke to mum about our mum. Yes. About the movie. And she said, Oh, you couldn't make it these days. Well, but I feel like
1: you could. It, how many no, white, no. white chicks?
0: Yeah, okay. Well, that but that even... Like, even the time when White Chicks was made was a different time. Yeah. But I think you could make a movie like that these days. You could make the story in that people have to get away from someone so they dress up like women, but you yes. couldn't have them then tricking the woman into falling in love. Yeah. And you couldn't have the creepy bellboy. No. And all that strange treatment of women. Which isn't good treatment of women or talking about women. Um, So after they've done their gigs, the mob from Chicago rock up. For the Italian opera lovers. For the Italian opera lovers, which is really the mob. And it's like Spatz. Spatz is the baddie. He's the one that killed seven people in the garage at the start of the movie and knows that Jack Lemon and Tony Curtis are the witnesses. And he's dopey sidekick. Yeah who only knows one answer to one question. Who is we with you at Rigoletto. Yeah. Yeah. And the way they say Rigoletto's, like yeah. it is a like restaurant. It, like it's like a pizza shop. joke. Yeah, but like it's really the at opera. at the
1: speakeasy, the, or that is the front of the speakeasy is a funeral home. Oh, yeah. And the funeral home director's name is Mozzarella. <laughs> like you really could have called it... Like, come on. Like, yeah. Yep. <laughs> it's a bit cheesy, that one. Oh. <laughs> hey.
0: oh, see, on my little recorder here, you can have... Sound effects. Maybe I should put a laugh track in.
1: No, you won't need it because the listeners will be laughing. Oh, the so listeners will be it. laughing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. obviously. Hopefully, they laugh as much as I do it myself. Then we'll be fine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so the mobsters come and the mobsters recognise Tony Curtis and Jack Lemon. They don't Deem, and they recognise Jack Lemon by the bullet holes in the bow fiddle. Yeah, not by the fact that it is clearly a man. Jack Lemmon's much more clearly a man than Tony Curtis. Yeah, because
1: Tony Curtis at least tries to put on a voice, whereas Jack Lemmon just talks like Jack (laughs) Jack Lemmon
0: the whole movie and just like,
1: come on, people, you should have gone to Specsavers.
0: And, like, Sue, the conductor of the all-women band, is a bit sus for, like, the first five minutes that she knows them. But she's not... But then she gets over it really quickly. It seems like she's
1: not sus... That they could be men. She's just suss that they're not the women they say they are. Yeah, she's. They she's, didn't go to that she's conservatory. Probably more
0: suss that they're alcoholics yep. than, they're, than they're men. Yeah. Even after she sees bullet holes in the bow fiddle, but when Jack Lemon says mice, she goes, "Oh yeah, they must yeah, be okay. mice." Yeah.
1: All perfectly four, perfectly, perfectly straight, four <laughs> in a row, same
0: size. Um, and through both. I assume a bullet goes through the front and the back of a double base. Yeah, because what's stopping it?
1: Yeah. Maybe it shoots the mouse that's in the double bass. <laughs> also, how does a mouse get in it anyway? It's choose through a the hole F-hole. in the hole and then choose a hole out again. Or it gets in through the
0: sound hole. Yep, yep. Or choose in and out. Yep. Um, but the way he spins that double bass on the rehearsal on the very train, good. there's going to be I no like, mice in there. I like the fact
1: that they chose a double bass because it does add to the kind of slapstick comedy of it. Trying to Especially carry around the, the start where they're running away yeah. with a double bass. Yeah. Um. Because that was good. It could have, he could have end, played the trumpet, when, and it, it wouldn't have been end, as good. At the
0: end, when they're trying to climb down the outside of the hotel with the double bass. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, they witness more murders. They do one another uh, murder of at, oops, at the bank. Alert. Oh, spoiler alert. Like,
1: sixty years old.
0: But anyway, it's sixty years old. The title of the episode of this episode is. We watched Some Like It Hot and yeah. we're going to talk about it. So, spoiler alert. It's not a very good name. Um, it's, it's a long name. Maybe I'll just put the initials. But also, speaking of long naming names. things, yes. every time
1: I watch it and talk about Some Like It Hot, I always wonder, why is it called Some Like It Hot? Someone says it. Tony Curtis says it when he's being Cary Grant because he's like, I don't like that jazz stuff. And then Marilyn Monroe goes, "I oh, yeah, it's kind of hot." And she he goes, "Some like it hot."
0: I reckon it was a saying from the time. It's a bit
1: weird though. Like there could have been a, there could have been another,
0: um, name to it, like cross-dressing escapees. Yeah, I
1: don't know. It, we yeah, don't the last name line movies. is, the last line is, nobody's perfect. Maybe it, be, it could have been called that or. Um, Josephine and Daphne No, that's not a good name either
0: I don't think it's a saying Because I've just looked up Some like it hot sayings And it just gives Giving me quotes from the movie Yeah, well It's not like a It's not a saying He just says it Because some like it hot The line It's me, sugar Took 47 takes to get correct Because Monroe kept saying The word order she wrong well. Saying either Sugar, it's me Or it's sugar, me uh, She's not. She wasn't well
1: Um... During the filming of said film, yes. her overbearing husband at the time, Arthur Miller, famed playwright, yes. watched all the takes and everything, and Ooh. which pissed Billy Wilder off, as well, you could imagine, as the person who wrote the film and, yeah. and is directing it. Yeah. Um, but then that also didn't stop Tony Curtis and Marilyn Monroe having an affair during the filming during of the, the movie. Filming. To which point, Marilyn, apparently... Don't, Allegedly. I don't know. Check your sources. Don't get Marilyn a line Monroe in episode 4. Marilyn Monroe got pregnant with Tony Curtis's baby. Ooh, ah, Jamie Lee. Yeah, no, but then had a miscarriage. Oh, oh, That's a bit of a sad ending like The Oscars.
0: Moving on. Yeah,
1: so anyway, this
0: hilarious movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, this hilarious movie that started with 7 murders and ended with 5 more. Yeah. Then ends with uh, Marilyn Monroe being totally fine with the fact that Tony Curtis lied to her in three different ways. Yes. One lied to her by being a woman. He's not One rich. One lied to her by saying he's rich. One lied to her by uh, saying buy Shell Oil shares tomorrow and bankrupt yeah. yourself. Yeah. Um, and then the other millionaire being okay with Jack Lemmon lying and saying I'm a woman, and he's still going to perform the first gay marriage in American history in yep. 1959. Actually, n- earlier than that, because it was set earlier in than the 1959. Yeah. In the 20s, nobody's perfect is Nobody the is perfect. last line
1: of the movie, which is one of the very iconic uh, lines in cinema history, according to experts. Really, nobody's perfect. Nobody's perfect.
0: That's not how he sounds.
1: No, I'm waiting. No, it's not. No, he doesn't not sound Caton. like the 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 doc. The Doc-Woody Allen combination. Nobody's perfect, Marty. <laughs> nobody's perfect. Marty. Uh, nobody's... No, that was not Woody Allen. That was, I don't know what that
0: was. That was, um, that was like... you've So you've done Woody Allen meets Christopher Lloyd. That was like Woody Allen meets James Cagney. Yeah. <laughs> it's a gangster movie. It's a gangster movie. Woody Allen's not been in a gangster movie.
1: Nor has he been in anything to do with jazz. Nor has he been in anything where he's not Woody Allen. Woody Allen.
0: I don't think... Woody Allen would be a jazz fan? No. He doesn't seem like a jazz guy to me. There's not enough organisation in jazz to appeal to Woody Allen. He is, he does not like it hot. No. no nobody's preference. Anyway. Well, weird. jazz is hot. Mm. You know, hot. But you know, right?
1: Speaking of jazz and this movie. Yes. Um, Jack Lemmon wasn't the first choice to be. Jack Lemmon, okay, in this movie, yes. You, other to be people:
0: Josephine,
1: Daphne, Daphne, um, uh, Frank Sinatra
0: was Old offered. Blue Eyes. Turn it down. Yeah, Jerry I don't Lewis think it suits him.
1: Jerry Lewis makes sense.
0: Yeah, but he's too much. Yeah, it would have been a very different. Like he would have been good, but it would have been a very different movie.
1: Yes, it would have been much more about it's a Jerry Lewis movie rather than yeah, the yeah. three of them. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um yeah, but he turned it down as well. Mm. Um, I like knowing who. Of... Um, I like knowing who was the original yeah. choice. Yeah, like Mark Eric Stoltz. He wasn't the original choice, though. Wasn't it Marty? Wasn't no. it going to be? Well, I'm reading Michael J. Fox's first of three autobiographies at the moment. Yes, um, and I'm up to the bit where he just starts Back to the Future, or Back to the Future is about to be released, and he was doing Family Ties. Mm-hmm. Um Family Ties when it was first written was meant to focus on the parents. Oh uh, yeah. Michael J Fox wasn't the first choice to play Alex P Keaton. Oh. Yeah. It was Ferris Bueller. Matthew Broderick. Yeah. Matthew Broderick. Yeah, I can see that. But then it fell he fell through or whatever, and so the casting director really really convinced um the creator who I can't remember, is George something, um, to give Michael J. Fox another go. And they loved what he did in the audition. And then after a couple of episodes was like, this guy's going to be our main character. Yeah. Um, And so they third season, it was doing huge numbers. um, And then George, whoever, called Michael J. Fox into the office and said, look, I didn't show you this the first time because I didn't want to present you with an uh, an opportunity that you felt like you couldn't take, because Family Ties is doing so right. well. Yes. Um, but Spielberg's just called me back. Steven has just Spielberg. called me. Spielberg? Yeah. The producer of Back to the Future. I produced, okay. Um, Steven has just called me back, because he's obviously on a first name name with Steven Spielberg. Double S. Spielberg called me back, and they're not happy with Eric Stoltz, and they want to give you another go. But we won't budge on the timing of Family Ties. Yes. You'll have to do that. Do it both on the same separately. time, didn't he? Um, yeah. So he would work like 10 till 6 at Family Ties rehearsals and recordings. And then a car would pick him up from Family Ties and drive him to wherever they were shooting Back to the Future. And conveniently, a lot of Back to the Future is In night. a car? Oh. Um, and then... Uh, he would work until like three or four in the morning. Yes. Then get driven home, carried into his bed by the driver, which is lucky he's only like 158 yeah, centimetres tall. <laughs> um, carried into his bed and he'd sleep for a couple of hours and then get picked up. And he says in the biography that the driver would let himself into the house, put the coffee on, turn the shower on and then wake Michael J. Fox up, practically put him in the shower, put him in the car and take him to another day of family ties. So he recorded both of those because they weren't happy with Eric Stoltz. And Eric Stoltz would have been. It, but it also, been I haven't good. seen Eric Stoltz in much. One thing that's really interesting is that he's not that much shorter than Christopher Lloyd. Oh, okay. That which made makes it him seem not so much younger. Because a big thing of the, the relationship is Doc and Marty are so different. Yes. And the height adds to that as well as the age. And
1: also, Eric Stoltz is a ranger. And from, I don't know, I sh- I can say this because I'm a ranger. Yep. I can't
0: picture Marty McFly as a ranger. Well, I can't picture Jeff Goldblum as Indiana Jones either. No. But, but that would be but weird. he got offered it as well as um, Magnum PI, Tom Selleck.
1: He's too old. He would have been too old for them.
0: Yep. So oh, it's Harrison not. Ford and he's about to make his fifth. I think that's oh, the second time, time we've recorded to. Ha- we've just, to and then, and then, the then I will say again, thought. the fourth was terrible. That should have stopped there. Um, anything more on some like it hot?
1: Not really. I think it's. You know, I, so I have a few questions. You've Got a list of cross-dressing yeah, I, movies. Yeah, because
0: I was like. You know, with not when doing you look anything back, else. I don't have any notes. Obviously, I was working today. When you look back
1: today. on movies, the thing with looking back on old movies, especially when you're like, "This is funny. This is a great movie," but like in terms of cross-dressing comedies, people our age or around this time would have seen other movies like this before it. Yes. And said, "Oh, but White Chicks is funny." Blah blah blah. I haven't seen White Chicks. But neither have I. So, but then. This was the first one. That's how it's, you know. Yeah, yeah. And it's very well written. It's completely different like, you know, you can't you can't write this kind of comedy these days.
0: It's 100% a Billy Wilder 60s comedy. I know it's yeah. 59, so yeah, it's yeah, yeah. you know on the border. Um it's that's all it is. Yes. And like as the as the movie's going along and the jokes are happening and what you know whatever else funny situations are happening, I okay, go this is 100% A 60s movie
1: Yeah Um, But it was weird because I was Why do sax players have such a bad name? So weird during the movie it was just like He's a sax player and he's a sleaze Tony Curtis
0: Those are facts though
1: Then um, Marilyn Monroe Marilyn Monroe was like How's that second drink going for you? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Was like Oh, I've dated a lot of sax players. Like, mm, you know what they say about sax players. And then even I at know the a end, few when sax players, Jack Lemon is in the boat with old mate. Yep. And then he's like, oh, "I've been living with a sax player. Like, oh, I'm a,
0: oh, you know, I'm like, gonna dump her because she's been living, she's with, living with a with sax sax player. player." I'm like,
1: "Is that is that a double
0: odd Because sax sells like sex. No, my husband's best mate's a sax player. I don't think he's a sleaze. Okay, that's true, yeah. That's one. That's one. I know a couple of other sax players.
1: Um, But do they look like Tony Curtis? They don't look like Tony (laughs) Curtis.
0: No offence to any of my sax player mates that are listening. Um, Our middle brother?
1: He does not look like Tony (laughs) Curtis. (laughs) He
0: doesn't look like Tony Curtis. Neither do the two of us. And they don't
1: sound like Tony Curtis neither. And neither does that. Um, no, that was thanks. like sp- that was that was Sylvester Stallone and Rocky. That was probably more what I have, spats. That was Tony. Like. That was Tony Danza being Tony Curtis, being Sylvester Stallone. Um, also, speaking of spats, yes, what are like what are spats? Obviously, those white thing the things that, that cover your, shoe. your shoes. Right. I think that's it. But why was was it a, just a was it a fashion choice? Did they have a purpose? Is it like a hat for your shoe?
0: Is a protective thing? Is it? I don't know. There's some research for you to do for next because episode. Because I
1: was like one of the first scenes when they're in the speakeasy, and then there's this funny drunk guy in um, the speakeasy, yep. and he bumps into spats yep. and spills something on his spats. And I'm like, well, would oh, yeah. One of the points of spats be to protect your shoes.
0: Here we go. I'll s- as soon as you as soon as you know the f- as soon as you know the full name of spats, you'll know what they're for. Spatulas. Spats, a shortening of spatter dashes or spatter guards... There you go. ...are a type of classic footwear accessory for outdoor wear, covering the instep and the ankle. Spats are distinct from gaiters, which are garments worn over the low lower trouser leg as well as the shoe. So there were gaiters, which would go from, I guess, low calf... cover your Like cuff, garters, but gaiters. ...cover your calf and your shoe. Yep. But spats just cover the top of just your shoe just cover the top of your shoe and your ankle cuz in chicago in the winter it snows
1: yeah so that was my thing i was like he got angry for this guy for spilling something on his spats but, but that's the point of spats but his name is spats
0: so he's like don't touch my spats but that's yeah. the point of spats but he also wears them inside yeah which is not the point of spats it's according, the faux according to wikipedia spats. Anyway, you've learnt something tonight about spatter dashes. I'll just say my favourite quote from the movie, which might be my new mantra. Nobody's perfect? No. Oh, okay.
1: Nobody's perfect anyway. It's where they're talking like um, they see Marilyn Monroe and she's smuggling alcohol into the train. Yes. And she says, oh, don't mind me. It's like, I don't have a a problem with alcohol. I can give up any
0: time I want to. I just don't want to. Yeah. That's... Alcoholism, yeah, yeah, but she it was the fifties; it was a different time. So she goes, "Oh, I just sometimes get thirsty, and when I'm blue, I'm thirsty." Yeah, okay, she's an alcoholic. So, <laughs> so, um, so some like it hot. The first cross-dressing comedy about mob warfare, uh, murder, and alcoholism in women musicians. Thanks for listening to To Drink Cinema for this week uh we uh that'll do cuz that's 30 minutes we don't need okay. to add another segment onto this
1: but what are we watching next week
0: oh okay let's take a non-commercial break yes. uh, and then we'll get ready for our little trivia We've got a little bit more popcorn. We've got another drink. Salty. We're ready to go. Sal- is this buttered popcorn or salted popcorn? It is apparently triple flavour butter. It's not. And by that, it means that only every third piece is covered with butter. It means you get this piece that is very yellow. And this piece, oh, and this piece that is not. Show the audience. <laughs> there you
1: go. And of course, I ate the one without butter.
0: And I eat just before I'm going to introduce our next segment, which is um, we should have spoken in the off break. What uh, do you want to do? Six, de- oh, six degrees takes more effort. IMDb top four. Ready? Yep. Jack Lemon. Oh, okay. Do you even know four Jack Lemon movies? Well, I'm just going to name the four that I know. Okay. One of them being Some Like It Hot. Yeah, I was <laughs> going to say, number one, Some Like It Hot. Um, and then I'm going to put a curly one in because I know you'll know more than me. And so um, I'm just going to put a curly one just in case it's there. Um, for those that haven't listened to us them around, do it previously, um, Jack Lemon has two Ms in Lemon. Um, this is something that Brett and I started challenging each other with uh, while watching movies. Oh, he's dead. Of course he's dead. Well, not of course he's dead. There are well, people in 1925 that are still alive. I'm the Queen. Oh, that's, a hundred, <laughs> that's almost 100. 95. Anyway, I didn't... 2001 he died. Yeah. That's longer ago than I would have guessed. That's true. He was born in Newson, Newton, Massachusetts. So um, we... Newton what? <laughs> <laughs> have to name guess the top four films according to IMDb. So in IMDb, it says known for, and it says four films, nice unless three. you've been in less than four, um, in which case for Liz Hurley, it said the two or the three. Um, re- yes. Reference back to our Austin Powers <laughs> episode. Um, two of them were Austin Powers. Austin Powers. <laughs> so uh, we get one point for getting the right one in the wrong place, two points for getting the right one in the right place. So... Jack Lemon's top four are oh as follows. This is so nerve wracking. The apartment. I had that at number two. Oh, uh, one point. Did you have that at all? No. Good. Um Glen Glen Glenn Gary Glenn Ross. I did not have that. That's in the second one. Hmm. Uh Some Like It Hot. I had that as number one. I had one. in the number two spot. Uh and then Grumpy Old Men.
1: I had that as number three. I had three. in the number one spot. But I nearly had a number four, but then I swapped it with the odd
0: couple. And you know, I said the other two, JFK, JFK and Macbeth. Macbeth.
1: <laughs> 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 Previous, we referenced them because so I don't of. know off the top of my Are head you very sure quickly. In Macbeth?
0: Um, oh, I'm not going all. The- oh, Tuesday's with Murray. Oh, that's good. He plays Tuesday. Uh, yeah. I was gonna write grumpy old men. Grumpy old men. Right? Yeah. Um. Oh, now. Oh. Do we do another one or do you just win? I got three. I got two. So you win. Cool. All right.
1: As I said earlier in the episode, get used to that.
0: Yeah, probably. I'll, we'll do some Six Degrees next time. Okay. What movie well, are you going to make me watch this well, time, I was, brother? Well,
1: now this. Another I've one that's one. older
0: than our parents.
1: It, maybe you just go now. I'll just take the victory and handball it
0: off to you. To no, because I to haven't think... thought of anything. Well, neither am I. Go and consult your DVD cabinet. Okay. What about one from this guy? I don't know. Who's apparently a good actor. Bring me the DVD because I might not have it and it might not be on a streaming service that I have. Well, what if you've seen it? Well, bring me two then. We don't organise things. We organise vaguely things that we're going to talk about and then we go from there. Okay. Okay? Brett's picking me your movie. Uh, from his DVD cabinet, which features a lot of movies older than uh, us and older than most of our listeners, so, are we going old? Well, yeah, the apartment, that. Jack Lemmon. What
1: I what I thought was when I was looking at my thing, I was like trying to think of movies that Lee hasn't seen. Then I thought, do a six degrees
0: of separation. Oh.
1: So then I thought either Spartacus. Yep. I am Spardkiss.
0: Bing! I um, worked out how to put the posters here, good. so we can do that now. Um, which stars,
1: in a smallish role... Jack Lemmon. Tony Curtis. Oh. And it is 1960, so it's the after it's, uh, Some Like It Hot. And While
0: then, Jack Lemon was in the apartment in Jack 1960. Jack Lemon
1: was in the apartment uh, in 1960 with Shirley MacLaine, that was also written and directed by Billy Wilder.
0: So it's probably going to be much the same. Spartacus. Spartacus. It is a because long one. People Spartacus. At
1: home. Oh, it's actually not that long at all.
0: Spartacus is one I feel like I should have seen. Good, you haven't seen it. Okay. All right. Um, the cast, crazy
1: good. I'm like Spartacus. Charles Lauderne, Lawrence Olivier, Tony Curtis, Kirk Douglas. So, um, yeah, it's. I thought it was more of an epic. It is. But it's just set hours. in an
0: epic time. It's only
1: two hours. It's not a Ben-Hur. I can spare two hours so, this week. Oh, it's
0: a double DVD and everything. Oh, I'm not watching any of the commentaries.
1: Yes. Um, no, it is a it is a good move. It's good. Epic. There's, you know, you already know I'm Spartacus, I'm Spartacus, yep. I'm Spartacus and so is my wife. I'm
0: Brian and so is my wife. Yep. Yep.
1: Um, so that's... I'm Eugene from the Jim Beam ad yeah. recently. <laughs> the um, popular culture
0: as well. So, Oh, Stanley Kubrick
1: Yeah, Stanley Kubrick director Before he got weird Yeah Well, he was always weird
0: Have you seen Clockwork Orange? Yes, I have um, Alright, I'm going to watch Spartacus Done uh, we got a bit more time No, we don't Because we're tacking this onto the other thing In the podcast form
1: Yes, that is correct That's okay. the end of Some Like It Hot And the start of Spartacus Spartacus, Spartacus
0: you've been listening to Two drink cinema find us on facebook twitter and instagram subscribe on your favorite youtube channel give us a review on the youtube channel and on whatever podcast platform you're listening to let other people know how much you like us if you don't like us email us instead to drink cinema at com, uh, and we'll let you know what we think of your review there if you like us uh, tell a friend Thank you for listening to another episode of Two Drink Cinema. This episode has been produced by Odd Sox Entertainment. For more of Odd Sox Entertainment's work and podcasts, head to oddsocksentertainment.com.au. Make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss any future Two Drink Cinema episodes and follow us on Facebook, Instagram or on Twitter at Two Drink Cinema and make sure to drink responsibly.